You're listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. And thanks for joining me. If this is the first time you're checking out the show, I appreciate it. And I hope you like what you hear and continue to listen. If you've listened to previous episodes, thank you very much for coming back. This podcast delves into three topics that I'm very passionate about that I love, movies, sports, and politics. Uh, Today's episode is going to be centered around movies. I'm going to give my review of the 1999 animated feature, The Iron Giant, uh, written and directed by Brad Bird, who's also known as a director of uh, a few Pixar films, namely Incredibles 1 and 2, and Ratatouille, as well as Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. So I'm going to my, uh, my review of this movie. This movie is 20 years old this year, so that's why I picked it to review it since it's coming up on the anniversary. This is one of my favorite animated films, and I'll get into more about that in the review itself, but uh, definitely a big fan of it. And if you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you have seen it, I recommend a revisit uh, in my review, uh, in my revisit of the movie for this particular show. Uh, I loved it just as much as I've loved it every time I've watched it. Uh, one of the best animated movies I think that's ever been made, so I'm a very big fan of it. Uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, uh, the Twitter handle is going to be at BendYourEarPod. On Instagram is also at BendYourEarPod. Uh, the website, if you want to download any shows, is www dot let me bend your ear dot com you can also get the show on itunes google play spotify stitcher TuneIn, and Castbox. i think there's some other podcatchers that may have the show as well uh, so if you uh, wherever you listen to podcasts take a look for let me bend your ear podcast it may be there uh, but the ones i've just listed uh, they are definitely on those platforms so i hope you enjoy my review of the iron giant All right, welcome. Today I'm going to talk about the 1999 animated film, The Iron Giant. Now, this film is based on a book. I believe it's a comic book. I'm not positive on that, but definitely it's based on another medium. Uh, It was brought to the screen by Brad Bird. Uh, If you are familiar with Brad Bird's work, he is an animator and also a film director. Uh, His work uh, goes back to actually, if you are an 80s kid, If you ever watched Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, which was an anthology series in the 80s, Brad Bird actually created an animated segment or an animated uh, show for that particular series. Uh, It was called Family Dog, very funny. Uh, That's where I first heard of them. Then he went on to work uh, as a major contributor in the early seasons of The Simpsons. Uh, So I had recognized his name from looking at the credits when I was a Simpsons watcher back in the late 80s, early 90s, huge fan of that show. So The Iron Giant came out in 1999. Now, of course, at that time, you're looking at the late 90s. Uh, Disney was pretty much dominating again. They had uh, had their renaissance beginning with the 1990, excuse me, 1989 film The Little Mermaid. And, of course, I think followed by that, that big three that happened, Little Mermaid, followed by Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King. So actually four in a row, just monster hit movies and well-received movies and all classics. Uh, so we're gearing down towards the end of the 90s. So uh, they still had a run of great animated movies. There was other animated fear out there. Uh, so when The Iron Giant was first announced to come out, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, it's uh, a not a Disney film. I think Warner Brothers released the movie. But what caught my attention, going back to Brad Bird, was that Brad Bird was writing and directing it. So I thought that was like, that's great. I'm like, he's getting an opportunity to write and direct a feature-length animated film. I was a fan of his work, so I was optimistic uh, that the movie 
would be good, not knowing anything about it, not knowing the story uh, that it's based on. So just going in kind of basically on the reputation of Brad Bird and uh, me being a fan of his work. So I saw the movie in 99 when it came out and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So let's get into the movie itself. So the movie is set in 1957. So at that time, of course, in the United States, we're in the midst of the Cold War. And we're also in the midst of Sputnik being launched into space by the Russians, which fed into the paranoia of the United States at the time, and obviously preceded the space race, uh, which culminated in the United States going into the going onto the moon in July of 1969. So that's where the movie is set. It's set in a small town in Maine. Uh, there's a little boy named Hogarth who lives with his mom, who's single. Uh, she's voiced by Jennifer Aniston. And as the movie opens, it takes place, actually, the movie opens at sea uh, during a huge storm where a boat is caught into the storm. They make a mayday signal. They they look at a light at what they believe is a lighthouse, and it turns out it's this giant metal something with two lights, and the ship crashes onto the shore, and that's how the film opens. So then as you go back to the town, you kind of get the setup of the small town life. Uh, Hogarth is a typical nine-year-old kid. He likes scary monster movies. He stays up later than he's supposed to. He eats junk food, and he's an adventurer. So he adventures around his little town and, and does what little boys do. So as the movie progresses, one night he's sleeping, and he hears a sound out in the distance. He goes to investigate and arrives upon a power station located close to where he lives. And this is where he comes upon this giant, the Iron Giant, a giant metal robot who is proceeding to eat the metal. He grabs the power station and, of course, electrocutes himself and is rendered unconscious for a moment. So this is the first meeting between Hogarth and the Iron Giant. So other characters in the movie are voiced by Harry Connick Jr., who plays like a beatnik artist who makes art pieces out of scrap metal. And then uh, eventually the government becomes involved. So Agent Mansley is voiced by Christopher McDonough, who does a fantastic job. You have a general that comes in later in the film, voiced by Frazier's John Mahoney. And uh, some great voice work in the movie. So as the movie progresses, we find out that the government is suspicious of what may have crashed. Specifically, Mansley is suspicious that something is going on in the town. And of course, no one believes him. The government doesn't believe him because there's no proof. So once Hogarth finds out that Mansley is looking for whatever is happening, he sets out to hide the Iron Giant and they become friends. So a lot of the movie is his friendship developing with the Iron Giant, him trying to teach him how to talk, playing with him kind of doing things that a nine-year-old do. One of the best scenes in the movie is there's a scene at the scrapyard where he has basically the giant put him in one of the cars, one of the junked out cars, and spin him around like he's flying in a spaceship. So I love stuff like that. That's what a nine-year-old would do with a giant robot. So basically to a nine-year-old, it's the coolest toy ever. So that's a great scene. There's a bunch of great scenes like that as as their friendship grows and as the movie progresses, you find out little bits and pieces. What I do like about the Iron Giant is they don't, they're not obsessed with getting into the backstory of the giant. 
Where did he come from? What is he? What is he not? And that, and actually, that's not really important to what this movie's trying to say. And I think it benefited from not doing that. So you do get little bits and pieces of it. You find out uh, things that the robot can do. You find out that the robot, um, as the movie goes into the third act, is a basically a high-tech weapon. And the movie kind of delves into deeper themes when that's kind of unveiled. So you've got the the big theme of choosing the type of person that you want to be and you should you that you're not predestined to be something just because you can do or not do a certain thing so it's really well done how they communicate those themes where you can be a person whatever you want to be is who you choose to be and then obviously the movie has a anti uh, I don't want to say anti-war because that makes it sound like it's a political movie and it's not at all. I think it just says it advocates uh, that war is not an answer to things and violence is not an answer to things. And uh, there's another very moving scene where a deer is is killed uh, by a hunter and Hogarth is talking to the giant because the giant is touching the, the carcass of the deer and, 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 is, and is distressed that the deer is not moving anymore. And Hogarth and, and the giant have a conversation or Hogarth talks to him about what death is and, and how things die. And, and even though it's a kid's animated film, I mean, it deals some, some tough topics, but I think in a beautiful way and an emotional way and in a way that, that kids can understand. Um, and like I said, like any animated film, there's a lot of funny moments in it. There's a lot of great comedy in the movie the movie is paced really well as you will notice from brad bird's future movies uh namely incredibles one and two and then ratatouille which is i think become as time has gone by i think when the movie came out i think people liked it but i think it wasn't considered one of pixar's best but i think as we get farther removed and even myself as a viewer of that movie have become a bigger and bigger fan of ratatouille and like it really a lot so i think uh Brad Bird is a, is a is a hugely talented director, and and if you look at Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, uh, which was I believe the fourth film in the series, I think it was kind of a reboot after a long break from Mission Impossible Three, and I think he set the stage for the movies going forward. Whereas the subsequent movies from then going forward have been spectacular to the point where he's going to continue to make more. I believe Tom Cruise is making two more. So Brad Bird and his Mission Impossible movie, I think, was a big part of that. Um, very good film, very entertaining. But again, Iron Giant. As it moves towards the end, it, the government finds out that he's there, uh, and then there is a battle that ensues, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, the end of the film is particularly moving. Um, the way they do it is is fantastic. Uh, there's a very moving ending to the film, uh, which, which, which really hits Holmes on the themes about being who you want to be, not what people think you should be, and it's very moving. And then the very end of the movie, they they circle around to a way that makes it even better it was a, it was a perfect ending to that movie uh because it 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 and i want like i said i don't want to give away too much but it's just a beautifully moving uh ending about friendship and about what you do for your friends and about finding out who you are and i think those themes are timeless themes and it's a it's a great film the animation is kind of the old style hand-drawn animation it's uh beautifully done like i said the voice talent is fantastic uh aniston and harry connick jr uh you have um christopher mcdonald john uh, john mahoney um george gammon good good voice talent in the movie 
and it's it's a it's a beautifully done movie. It's it's one I highly recommend. If you have not seen it before, you definitely want to check it out. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a great animated film, and like I said, it's it's one of my favorite animated films of all time. And as I watch it, I've shown it to my my six year old son, who's a big fan of it. He loves it. Now I know, uh, and I have not seen Ready Player One the Steven Spielberg film. So I need to watch that. I've heard a lot of people tell me it's a very good movie. And I know Iron Giant, I guess, makes an appearance in Ready Player One. But I guess there was some criticism about how he was used in Ready Player One, the Iron Giant, because I guess it was more in that movie of a straight-up war machine, which is kind of, if that's true, I'll be disappointed because that's basically the antithesis antithesis, excuse me, of what the purpose of the character in the Iron Giant was and is in the movie. So I'll have to check it out once I see Ready Player One and see how they exactly utilize uh, that character uh, in that movie. So I'll definitely uh, take a look at that and see how they do it. Hopefully it's not as I've heard because that would be disappointing. But uh, the Iron Giant, again, written and directed by Brad Bird by Warner Brothers. Uh, It is available uh, to stream. Um, it's available to buy. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, there's a special edition out of it now uh, that's been out for a few years. I think it's a remastered uh, uh, version of the movie, so very high picture quality. looks really good. Uh, that's the version that I watched enjoyed it very much. So I highly recommend uh, Iron Giant. It's good for kids and good for adults. Uh, probably... I mean, like I said, I left. I let my five-year-old watch it, and uh, he was fine with it. So I think anything around that age, five and up, will be fine to enjoy it. So I am going to give the Iron Giant four and a half Van Goghs out of five. Uh, like I said, it's a classic movie. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, I think, like I said, uh, you'll enjoy it very much if you have not seen it. And if you have seen it, obviously, I think on a revisit, you'll love it just as much. So again... I give the Iron Giant four and a half Van Goghs out of five. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed the review of the Iron Giant. Again, if you want to follow the show on social media, and I really appreciate it if you would. The Twitter handle is at BendYourEarPod. That's also the handle for Instagram. Uh, the website to download any shows that you would like is www.LetMeBendYourEar.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them at let me bend your ear podcast at gmail.com. And also, if I can ask, if you listen to this show on iTunes, if you could take a moment to rate and review the show, uh, hopefully you'll give it a five-star review. But if you can rate and review it, uh, that's a very important tool. If you are a fan of the show, uh, it's a very easy way you can help the show achieve a larger following so basically how it works in a nutshell and i'm not an expert on this by any means is the more ratings and reviews any particular show on the itunes platform receives that allows it to jump higher in priority for searches so for example somebody searching for a particular type of show a movie podcast sports podcast whatever they listen to and a show uh, has dozens or hundreds or thousands of reviews and ratings uh that podcast will go up to the top to suggest it so of course uh, that's a big way to get listeners obviously all of us as podcasters want to get listeners and you can underscore the importance of it whether you listen to a podcast an independent one like mine or a huge podcast that has a huge following whether it's by a celebrity or or a well-known podcast they will all ask you to do the same thing and that's why because it's a hugely important tool in helping any show uh, achieve a larger following so if you could do that i really appreciate it now the second thing i'm going to ask and if you could, if you don't rate and review the show on the platform that you listen to, an even easier way to do it too is if you could share 
the show on your social media. So if you have Twitter, Instagram, if you listen to one of these episodes and are uh, a big fan of it or enjoyed it or think a friend might enjoy it, uh, please just share it uh, on the social media. If you go to my my Twitter at, at Bend Your Ear Pod, if you go down my feed there, you'll see uh, my link to the episodes page of my website, or obviously you can... Um, send them to the platforms that I have the show on. Again, the show's on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. So any one of those platforms, uh, you just type in Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. It'll pop right up. Uh, you can even go to Google and type it into the search engine, and that the podcast usually is the first uh, result. So you can listen to shows even directly from there if you have no podcatcher to listen to it. So if you could share it on your social media, that'd be greatly appreciated. Again, that's another way to help people uh, find the show. So obviously, we're, we're a small uh, one-man operation. I enjoy doing this podcast. Uh, I mainly do it for... Uh, something for as a release for me creatively. I enjoy talking about movies. I enjoy talking about politics. So this has been super rewarding for me. Uh, so while I don't look at how many people listen to it or the numbers per se, I look at them, but and uh, in, in everyone that's listened to it, I'm appreciative, but I really want to just, I do this out of enjoyment. But you know, if you can share it, that's great because I want to get more people to listen. I do want to grow the show. Uh, it's something that that's uh, important uh, for me to have listeners and to have interaction with people that listen and talk to people that way. So it's great. Like I said, it's not the be all end all of doing this podcast, but of course, obviously, if anyone is doing a podcast, I think they obviously want to get listeners. So if you could share it on your social media, that'd be fantastic. I'd really appreciate it. Again, uh, the Twitter handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod, and Instagram has the same handle as well. And you can also get the show on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you continue to be a listener and have a wonderful week.